a look inside where investors' money is moving in this week's Fastest 4 Minutes in Finance. Hello, I'm Scott Inman. Well, we definitely saw the market move this week. There was a big swing in the wrong direction on Tuesday when January inflation data was released. The Consumer Price Index rose 0.3% month-to-month and 3.1% year-over-year. These are still pretty good numbers, and inflation is still being tamed, but the numbers were higher than the experts expected. Economists surveyed by Dow Jones predicted a monthly increase of 0.2% and a year-over-year number of 2.9%. The news was met with large declines in the major stock indexes for a day. The knee-jerk reaction was that the inflation data might delay the Fed action to cut interest rates, but by Wednesday, the market was climbing again. Perhaps that's because once the data was digested, it really wasn't that awful. The inflation rate was driven mainly by shelter prices, which compromise about one-third of the CPI. Those prices were up 0.6% for the month, 6% over the past year. But Fed officials expect shelter inflation to slow during the year. Now, as that market storm has calmed, we wanted to take a more micro look at market moves this week. For that, we utilize the research of our partners at LPL and Morningstar. Here's a look at a chart at where the biggest inflows and outflows occurred in January from an asset category standpoint. You can see the largest outflows in January were in large cap value. This category of funds saw $10.8 billion leave last month, and this continues last year's trend. Following that category, Mid-cap growth, along with other mid-cap and small-cap funds, saw large outflows. And this also continues a trend. You can look at the major indexes and see that. The Russell 2000, which tracks many of those companies, is down about 2% year-to-date, while the other major indexes are positive. At the bottom of the chart, you can see the biggest inflows. The leader? Intermediate core and intermediate core plus bonds. These categories experienced inflows of $12 billion and $8.6 billion, respectively. These bond categories have longer duration, meaning investors are expecting to be rewarded by interest rate cuts. As we've discussed before, if rates fall, the values of bonds will go up. Now, we want to stress this chart is not intended to be used as specific investment advice. So what takeaways can we make from it? Well, I think a couple. First, as we've talked about before, while fixed income took a big hit in 2022, the outlook is certainly more favorable moving forward. We may not know when rates will be cut, but we can be confident they won't be raised at the rate they were over the past couple of years. We should expect bonds to begin behaving like bonds again, providing a dampener to volatility in your portfolio and even having the potential for attractive total returns should rates be cut. And second, Also, as we talked about before, there could be real opportunity in stocks outside of the so-called Magnificent Seven, which led the charge in 2023. Technology got inflows of $4.7 billion in January, but it was not the leader. A diversified portfolio could let you participate in market leadership in the year ahead, wherever that may come. Thanks for listening. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and GenWealth Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.